Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thanking you as always for clicking on the podcast. It really is, as I usually and regularly state, very much appreciated. The podcast is available on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Basically, anywhere that you get your podcast from or want to stream a podcast from, this one should be there as well. But either way, if you are listening, sharing, plugging, however it is, whatever it is, as I state, it, honestly it does, it means the absolute world. So thank you once again and thank you for clicking on this particular episode because I thought I'd do something a little bit different. Um, a lot of people online will be doing the exact same thing, a lot of YouTubers and podcasters out there. So this is just going to get lost in the ether of, of the many of those episodes. But as I say, if you're listening to this and you regularly listen to the show, then again, thank you ever so much. Because Comic-Con 2022, it was, was at the weekend, it finally returned. Obviously the first one since the pandemic. So what's that, 2019 would have been the last one. Obviously we had like things in between, announcements in between that, and there was the brilliant DC fandom, which was all on, was it YouTube or, or at least Instagram Live or something like that, which... I really enjoyed, you know, we got first looks of like the likes of the Batman, this, that and the other, or at least a look at the Batman anyways. Um, but yeah, we've had to rely on stuff like that. So to have this huge event and all these people going there, you know, the cosplayers, this, that and the other, the guests and such that were turning up, it was really, really lovely to see, obviously to keep updated and, and as like many other fans out there as well, I had my phone out quite a lot this weekend, refreshing, waking up every day because of the time difference. Obviously, I'm not in San Diego. I wasn't at San Diego to check out the Comic-Con in person. That would be an absolute dream of mine to do. But it's just nice having that feel again. Like, I've missed that of, like, waking up, checking my phone, what's been announced, what's going on, this, that, and the other. And like everyone else, there'll be, there'll be certain things that you're more into or more interested in and excited to hear any news and updates about. Um, obviously, a lot of people were expecting Henry Cavill to randomly show up this weekend. I don't know where that had come from, but the internet was like on a huge buzz that Henry Cavill was going to rock up and be like, I am Superman still. But that didn't happen and heartbreak everywhere. Tears of the internet I hear and see everywhere. It was, um, I don't know where that all came from, but still, it was a bit of a shame because it would have been nice because we did get, as, as to expect, a lot of, well, comic films and, and uh, DC, DC Extended Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe announcements. And there was obviously things in between that as well that I was really looking forward to and a few surprises in there too. Surprises obviously outside the MCU and that, but also surprises within it because so much got announced that I'm going to try and go over it as kind of general as I possibly can as to what I liked uh, the sound of or at least react to certain trailers. Not going to like, you know, go plot like detail of, you know, scene by scene, shot by shot of said trailers that did come out but there were some things that came out in the weekend you know in particular that I'm very much interested to interested in sorry that um had me rather excited so again sit back and relax thank you ever so much again for clicking on the podcast but Comic Con 2022 it was so cool as I say to have all these announcements I think the first thing that I remember seeing which I'm going to start with here is the brand new Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves film um starring Chris Pine Michelle Rodriguez Rige Jane Page I could be pronounced that completely wrong it's the guy from from Bridgerton, I think it is. And again, there'll be people out there who are massive fans of his that are saying, you've just butchered, butchered his name. But he's a very good-looking chap. Um, he was my... Uh, he's my kind of go-to as who I'd like to see as the next Bond, actually, just on a bit of a side note. Like, I think he'd make a fantastic Bond, just one of those one of those actors that have not done an awful lot, but someone that, you know, really could take the mantle. So anyways, that's another side thought for that. Justice Smith, so Sophia Lillis, and Hugh Grant, all-star in Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and the movie is set to be released on March the 3rd, 2023. Now, in terms of the trailer, I, I, again, I thought it looked okay. I wasn't blown away by it. it. It's always one of those where anything like this, where they're trying to adapt that, uh, like something like Dungeons and Dragons into a, into a film, it's going to go one way or the other. For me, just to kind of get, get you listeners on terms of where I found myself looking at it, was that 
it reminded me a lot of the Hansel and Gretel film that came out in 2013 with Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton. And I was like, that wasn't a good film. So <laughs> I don't know what this is going to be like, but apparently the film is bringing back the cast uh, of the 1980s Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, which were pretty cool. Uh, the Adventuring Party from the 1980s cartoon can be seen in the trailer uh, where Chris Pine and Co are facing off in like a maze-like arena. As I say, it looks all right. It doesn't look brilliant. Um, I'd imagine that a lot of the CGI will be... Wait, wait, that looks really good, but I mean the set pieces as well. I imagine the action sequences will be will be great and enjoyable. A fun film for the family. Um, I just... A lot of the jokes in that trailer were flat, man. Like, really flat. I just... I don't know, because I like Chris Pine, but who knows what this will bring. You know what I mean? Like, I'll go see it. It looks like a lot of fun, but hey... I don't know, it, it probably will end up being, like I say, it just reminded me of that, that kind of same vibe. It's not as the mature level, I should say, of Hansel and Gretel, but it did give me that kind of that kind of vibe for it. So, yeah, we shall see with that one. Uh, staying outside of like the MCU and DC Extended Universe, because you can imagine that's pretty much what we're going to be mainly focusing on. Uh, the other topic of point for me would be John Wick 4. John Wick Chapter 4, is it going to be, I would assume? But I really can't wait for this because the John Wick films are just so excellent. I mean, the first one's always the best, let's be honest. Like, it always is, isn't it, with, the, with anything like this. But I feel like the films, the stories itself, are not they're not getting progressively terrible at all. Like Usually with any franchise, it's just like, oh, they're killing it. Um, as in killing it, as in them, you stop it, it's dead now, leave it alone. Whereas I feel like John Wick, there's, there's so much to explore within this universe, you know, with the Continental and obviously the way that the third one ended, spoilers, obviously, they kind of backstabbed John Wick and now is is it going to be him like taking on just everyone in the world and the continental um it's just interesting enough to see where this is going to go I do feel like it might end up being like John Wick in space at some point I think I've spoke about that before with their previous guests on I think it was Respite was it when we chatted about John Wick um but it, I'm just very much excited for it I thought that the trailer had a really nice suspense building to it by seeing those shots of like his fists hitting whatever it was and like him training basically and it like cut in between action set pieces and sequences and fight sequences in between all of that. And then finishing with, you know, Lawrence Fishburne being like, you ready, John? And he's like, yeah. And it's just like, this is going to be, this is going to be another fun, another fun ride. I also love the fact at the start of this trailer, it starts with uh, the question, have you given any thoughts where this ends? Now, I know it's directed at John Wick, but at the same time, I was like, is that directed at the studio and directors as well? Do you have any idea where this is going to end, actually, where this is going to go? How are we going to wrap up John Wick's story? But still... I really look forward to it. I'd imagine that as soon as the fourth one comes out, there'll be another announcement, obviously, of a fifth one. Who knows what's going to happen next, but it's due out on the 24th of March, 2023. Really looking forward to it, because I believe originally it was meant to come out uh, last year, I think it was set, before COVID and everything. Cause it, the, I remember the initial announcement was that John Wick 4 and The Matrix 4 were going to come out on the same day. What a Keanu day that would have been. That would have been a national holiday. It would have had to have been, wouldn't it, let's be honest. But it's nice that they've padded it out and spread, split those two because I don't want, I didn't want to get lost. And let's be honest, like in Matrix 4, it did just look like John Wick in The Matrix. But yeah, we're not going to go down that route. Moving on to the next trailer that I saw anyways that really had me, with each trailer of this particular show, the more kind of excited I am. Obviously nervous as to what someone else will do with the Tolkien world, but of course we're referring to Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. They dropped another trailer for the TV show which is coming out in September, I believe it's the second. Again, as I've just stated, I am looking forward to it because I absolutely love Lord of the Rings. However, 
it's just whether I know Amazon have put a lot of money into it, like a lot of money into this TV show. You can just tell from what you what you're shown in the trailer. You know, like say these these fantastic wide shots. The, the the cinematography, as I say, is very very excellent. And again, we're getting you know actual on location uh, set pieces. You know, it's not fully relying on CGI, which was a lot of the issues that I had with The Hobbit, as many others as well. Um, but again, you know. Every trailer that comes out for it has me really looking forward to this TV show. Uh, they've even introduced and created, I should say, a brand new characters for this series as well. Again, that's fine as long as it's, you know, it's not like the shoe on in Legolas or whatever, is it? So that's absolutely fine. The biggest, obviously, reveal or, or tease, I should say, in the trailer is, you know, right at the end, we get the Balrog and he looks absolutely amazing, incredible. Um, again, very much looking forward to it. We shall see how the series unfolds. I know they're, they're planning for a good you know, n- number of seasons on the back of this one, um, but if you listen to the podcast I did with my good friend Nat McCartney, um, we did like a discussion about this TV series, and there's a lot of names attached to it in terms of who's directing episodes, this and that, that again is something to look forward to, like some really, really good names. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Um, what I'll do now is I say, because I've, I made a few more notes, but what I'll jump to... I'll jump to the DC Extended Universe because I feel that there's only a couple of things that really... I think there were only like two things that really got uh, publicised, should we say, or at least, you know, guests and, and footage. And that was obviously for Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Black Adam. But let's stick with Shazam first because I didn't mind the first Shazam. I thought the first Shazam was pretty fun, entertaining. Definitely not the worst uh, DC film that had come out at that point, but it wasn't anything groundbreaking or anything like that. Um, Shazam Fear of the Gods is set to be released on December the 21st this year and I think it's the film that's kind of going to be competing with Avatar I don't know why they're doing that because if the thing is if they fans are already asking about a third film if you know they're asking at the at the panel and everything if there's going to be a third film and obviously Zachary Levi was like well if you go see this one and enjoy it then probably will be a third you know we'll see if we can get a third one going but when you're releasing it next to Avatar which you can guarantee Avatar 2 will will break box office records without a shadow of a doubt. Like, it will do exactly the same as what the first one did. It's a bit of a tricky release slot, that one, I think, for them. I think they could really be impacted by it, but we'll see, because people will go watch both. You know what I mean? Like, I'll go watch both, because that's me, isn't it? But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that they have they could be on for a bit of a... It could be, you know, might start to see Shazam pick up more tickets and more ticket sales and making more money into the new year, like January 2023, because Avatar will just be... That will just be it, you know. What I mean, December is Avatar's is Avatar's month, I should say. Sorry, um, but anyways, in Shazam, we've still got obviously this padded out cast. Uh, the cast is a lot bigger in this one as well. Obviously, you've got the the cast. I think pretty much is the same for the for the other gods uh, alongside Shazam, all his peers and such. They've they've also got that the same power, uh, or at least able to become a superhero kind of thing. So you've got those guys as well, but on top of that, you've got Helen Mirren. Always great to see Helen Mirren starring in, in something like this as well. She's playing Hespera, the villainous daughter of the god Atlas, and uh, Lucy Liu as well, uh, who's playing Calypso. I believe that's the evil sister of Helen Mirren's character, Hespero. Um, but this cast does seem massive, and there's so much again in this trailer that I was like, okay, it's all right. It looks like it could be decent enough. I was pretty good, pretty good, sorry, because like... In the trailer, he's obviously mentioned all these other DC Extended Universe characters like Flash, Aquaman, and Batman, but doesn't mention Superman. So I was like, what is going on with Superman? Like, obviously, there was a whole rumor mill about Henry Cavill showing up and, and it didn't happen, this, that, and the other. There's been back and forth about who is going to be the new Superman in these films or in the DC films moving forward. Whether Cavill is done or not remains to be seen. I hope he's not. I really hope he's not. I love, obviously, that he's got The Witcher, but he's also a very good Superman. 
So it's like one of those, it's like, are they purposefully not doing, purposely not mentioning who Superman because there's going to be surprises in the actual, in the film itself? Is Superman going to make an appearance? Because I think that there's been talk about whether he's going to make an appearance in Shazam or Black Adam. I'll come to Black Adam in a second, but we'll see. But like, what I liked more so about this film and the trailer, so for the trailer for the film, I should say, for Shazam, was that like, it's almost like at the start when he's, when he's what you think is speaking to a you know a psychiatrist or whatever, but he's actually speaking to a paediatrician. Um, Shazam's like kind of having like this imposter syndrome because he doesn't feel like he should, um, should like have this this power. Obviously, like he there's all these other cool superheroes and then there's just him. Um, but also he's trying to be the glue that's holding the whole team together. So there's a lot of things he's juggling there, which is something that we never really got in the first one because in the first one it was just like a kid that got the superpowers, became an adult. And it was like as it would be, like he acted, and 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 then they did it really well. Don't get me wrong, Zachary Levi is a very good Shazam. Like I loved him in that lead role. It's just that now there's more responsibility for him in this, and we've and he's had the powers, or at least the whole team have now had the powers for a couple of years. There's a lot more that we can establish in dynamics and range within that. So I'm I'm excited to see on that front. It's just that when any film like this trailer does mentions Fast and Furious and tries to go down the whole, oh, it's all about family route, it's an instant no from me because I hate the Fast and Furious films. I love the meme the meme culture surrounding it, this, that, and the other, but like I just just leave it out of these kind of films, you know what I mean? Like There's nothing wrong with... I get what DC want to do. They want to try and make it more fun because DC's been very moody, very broody, very grey, like, you know, just serious, basically. I'm all for a bit of fun and lightheartedness, but just... I know that Shazam is that kind of character, but just just keep the Fast and Furious films out of my freaking like comic book films. It just doesn't need to be there. But as I say, some of the trailer looks really good. You know, like I love that last line when he's like, I just threw a, a truck at a dragon. I love my job or whatever. He says, I love my life, whatever. I thought it was great. Nice little touch. There's also a cracking a few like horror Easter eggs in the trailer. Like the Annabelle doll is just sat there in the pediatrician's office or whatever, like at a table. I was like, that's great. Like amazing. I just love those little nods. Um, and yeah, it, it's just one of those. It's just one of those, like I said, with Shazam. I enjoyed the first one, so I'm definitely going to watch the second one. But like, I'm going to come to Black Adam in a second, but I just feel that nothing the DC like released at the minute is giving me any like real excitement. Like, I'm looking forward to things that are coming out, but at the same time, I just... I think everyone's got to be in the same boat. Like the only DC film in the last few years that's come out that I was like really pumped for was the Batman because it looked completely different, something completely that we'd not seen with the character on the big screen. You know, being that whole detective, this and the other. And Matt Reeves is a fantastic director, and he was stripping back that story. I just don't know when it comes to stuff like this, when it's just buildings, explosions, and you know, just everything like that. I don't know. I just feel a bit fatigued with it all. So we'll see. DC have a track record of making pretty bad films, so we'll see. <laughs> if it's, I don't think it'll be terrible, but we'll see. Uh, Black Adam then next, obviously. Dwayne Johnson, you know, like, I have to respect him because, like, I love his attitude. I think he's a, a very nice person. I've not met him personally, obviously, but I just, I just, you can tell that he's very grateful for every opportunity that he's been given in his life um, and how he then chooses to, you know, represent himself or at least kind of try and emulate that and, and show other people how how they can also achieve things or just be a better person. I think he's a is a is a lovely chap. Obviously I'd never watched WWE, WF, whatever. I was never a wrestling fan or anything like that. So I don't really you know, I'm not too fussed about anything like that. You know, like the likes of John Cena when they come over into the acting world or whatever. If they can do it and they can nail it, brilliant. Just knock yourselves out. And I like Dwayne Johnson's attitude with Black Adam because this is a project. It's been like his baby, let's be honest, that he's been wanting to get going for a long time so to finally see it you know on the on the verge of being released 
is very, very exciting, especially for him, but also for fans as well who want to see this character. It's due out on October the 21st, 2022. It's got a great cast as well, obviously, like, like the likes of Pierce Brosnan is in there as well. But also, for me, one of the things I was so pumped about was having Viola Davis as Amanda Walker back. I actually wrote down in my notes, Amanda Walker's back, baby! Because <laughs> she is, without doubt... You can throw any any villain in the DC films, whatever you want, any monsters, any aliens, whatever it is, none of them, none of them are as badass and as evil and as corrupt or in any way, whatever, anything to describe a bad character, Amanda Waller is that character. She is fierce, man. I love the character. So the fact that she's in Black Adam probably has me more excited about the Black Adam film than a Black Adam film would, you know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to this film. There's like so much within it that like, yeah, that, that again, the trailer just looks pretty good. It's another one of those where it's going to be like, oh, he's going to be a anti-hero basically because there's two paths, as Piers Brosnan says in the trailer, the new trailer that came out for Comic-Con. You can either be the destroyer of the world or you can be its saviour. And yeah, we'll just see what happens with that because I think again, as I've just stated with Shazam, my feelings towards this again are the same where it's like, I don't know if I'm interested in watching just constant destruction and mayhem, this, that, and the other. Like, I, I I will see it, but whether it will, whether I'll kind of connect to it or at least enjoy it is a different thing altogether. Um, so we shall see, but I, I think that it will be good. Like, while Shazam's got the powers of the Greek gods, Black Adam calls upon the Egyptian gods for his incredible power. So, obviously, the, the, we're leading down something with the DC, obviously, with Shazam and Black Adam, whether they're going to come face-to-face, because they are obviously... Um, enemies i would say i think so whether we're going to get a uh, a duel later on down in the next few years of shazam versus black adam who knows but also many people want to see black adam versus superman and that's what someone brought up in comic con uh they i think that jo- dwayne johnson did actually say he did all but confirm that cavill won't be returning to the dcu when responded to whether black adam could defeat superman in a fight um, whether this again is something that they're just, you know, you know what it's like when it comes to any form of announcements, this or that. It's like, oh, well, not we don't want to say too much. We've got to keep his cards close to his chest. So just blatantly just lie. You know, we saw it for months with Andrew Garfield denying point blank that he was in Spider Man. So who knows? I'm not, I'm not saying this is the same level as that, but I'm just thinking that they could just be doing a bit of a red herring here. But when someone did ask him about this battle between Black Adam and Superman, uh, Dwayne Johnson goes on to say that uh, that's a great question. Don't threaten me with a good time, because I'm going to answer that question. Johnson goes on to say that, I will say, as you guys know, because we're all deep within this mythology, and it's been an old age question of who would win a fight between Black Adam and Superman, pound for pound, they're pretty close. I guess it probably depends on who is playing Superman. I'm just going to say that, and I'll leave it at that. And it's like, that could mean one or two things, you know what I mean? It's like, why, why toying with us, Mr. Johnson? You know what I mean? Like, why are you doing that? Because that could mean that they're going to recast someone who's going to be you know, pretty hench Superman or whatever, or we're going to get Henry Cavill and he's basically saying that if it's Henry Cavill playing him, then it's going to be a pretty close fight kind of thing. I don't know. It's just one of those where you can read into that. Uh, I'm sure people have done online. I'm just taking it as what it says there, but still, who knows what's going to happen with Superman. I know we're not here to talk about that necessarily, but I do feel, like I said, that Black Adam, out of the two, I'm probably more intrigued in watching, which is funny saying that because I... I had no real desire or interest in, in watching the film before all these trailers came out. And I think it, it could be fine. You know, like I say, the, the fact that the project's been ongoing for a number of years, you know, it's been heavily nurtured by Dwayne Johnson himself, who's been really pushing for this, that I feel that, you know, he has listened to a lot of what people would like to see in these kind of films. And I'm sure we'll get a lot of that. So fingers crossed anyways. Now, obviously the big thing that 
maybe most people will be listening to this for is, is Marvel, this, that, and the other. And I will come to that very shortly, but because there was a ton, a ton of Marvel announcements and Marvel trailers, this and that. So I will come to that in just a second. What I want to do, obviously, before that, though, is talk about, uh, again, go outside of the comic world. I say comic world, but this is still a comic that we're going to be talking about. Okay, we're going to go outside the DC and the MC comics, this, that, and the other, and, uh, Marvel comics, what am I saying? Uh, and talk about The Walking Dead, because they had their, obviously, panel, and, and there was a lot to come, because, obviously, we're now into the final episodes, dubbing them the last episodes uh, for season 11, I think it is now. Um, and it's crazy to think this show is... Um, it's coming to an end because I felt like the trailer for for the Walking Dead uh, these uh, these these last few episodes it looks good you know what I mean it looks like they're wrapping up things nicely there's still things again I want to talk about you know with Rick and and that that I feel there's still they need to mention something to do with that that's all I want in these last episodes is a form of mention link or we do see Rick Grimes himself in these last episodes. I don't know what they're going to do. I feel that you just have to do that because in terms of a complete story, and Angela Kang has said that they've taken these uh, final episodes, I think that Angela Kang, sorry, and Greg Nicotero have said that it's not been a joke in terms of them doing these last episodes. They felt an obligation to the fans to stick this landing. That's, that's promising. Don't get me wrong, that is promising. It's just that... When you look at what's happened before, in not only in like The Walking Dead overall, but just in terms of stories ending such as this, like you know, everyone goes to like Game of Thrones for terrible endings. I just don't want to come away like really disappointed. I think in in my head, I'm going in quite pessimistic about these last few episodes because it it they could be brilliant, but at the same time, it could not be what I want. There's a lot to like I said to to, to happen because obviously we've got the Commonwealth in this new community. There's going to be heavy conflict with the community of the Commonwealth. Loads of twists and turns, I would imagine, as well. Um, and also they've said that the... Uh, that I think Angela Kang has said that the show is balancing the spirit of Robert Kirkman's writing in the comics, but forging its own path. Again, I'm fine with that. As long as we get something close to maybe the comic ending, I won't say if you don't know what it is, that'll be fine. But I do think there has to be something with Rick Grimes. Because if you think of a narrative... Rick Grimes' character left at the, uh, like, not even the middle, but early on, season nine, he got taken off in a helicopter. If you're watching this and you don't watch any of the spin-offs and you're not bothered about anything else other than just watching The Walking Dead, to me, I'd be like, well, if you don't answer that at the end, then why did that even happen? Obviously, I'm going to come to why it's happened in just a moment, but I, I need something to, to to conclude that side of it, whether it's the characters finding out, because as you can imagine, the characters still think, as you can imagine, as you know, I should say, if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, that the characters think that Rick Grimes is actually dead, but he's not. So as, if it's just them finding out that he's not, That'll be enough for me, you know what I mean? Just something like that. I don't I don't really know what, but I just need them to... I need them, they owe me, man. <laughs> no, I'm not going like that. No, I feel that they just need to 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 knock that on the head, you know what I mean? Because I know we're going to come to in a second what they're going to do with Rick Grimes, but the actual overall story needs to uh, at least mention it for its finale. But the main thing for me, just aside from all that within the trailer that I got quite excited about, was the fact that they're making the Frank Darabon the original, obviously, showrunner of The Walking Dead for one, season one and two, they're making his walkers canon because the walkers in season one and two were a lot more clever than what we've got now. Obviously, the walkers over time, obviously, have just, you know, just degraded this and the other, just be just almost like find them like merging with trees or something. You know what I mean? Like they, they just, they're just dying out almost. The stuff's still knocking about, but they, they've just kind of teetering out. Whereas in the first, obviously, first seasons, they were like 
opening doors, using bricks to break through windows, climbing fences, this, that, and the other. And we got a last moment of this trailer where Aaron is talking to someone saying, I've heard stories about walkers that can climb fences, open doors, this, that, and the other. And then we just see these like quick shots of like a walker hand climbing over a fence, a door handle turning, a walker like almost turning to like it understands if it's heard something or like looking elsewhere, like the evolution of the walkers as well is now coming into it, which obviously will be a kind of, I'm guessing going to be a, a larger picture for the likes of the world beyond the walking dead spinoff where they were doing tests on walkers. This and the other, we got like fast walkers and such. So that for me was really intriguing. Like almost like there were shots in the trailer as well, where they're like, someone's holding like a walker's um, uh, face. I should say they've cut the face off. And it's like, cause in, in, as we know, the whisperers, they were the ones at first where people were like, Oh, the walkers are talking to you, but they weren't, there were people disguised. So it's like, they're now checking people if they're whispers or not, because these walkers are maybe more clever than what they expected them to be. Again, it's a really intriguing point, but at the same time, I'm like, don't overstuff us in these last few episodes. Like you've got a lot to wrap up because there is a, as you can go back and listen to my podcast about the season, season 11 so far. In fairness, I've done, I've done parts A and parts B, uh, to a parts one and two, basically for the season. Cause it's been split into three. And I was saying like in that second part, I was like, they've got a lot to cover in these last few episodes. Like they need to make sure that they don't rush it. They don't mess it up or anything like that. So anyways, they're my, they're my extended thoughts anyways on the walking deads. Uh, it's the actual overall season concluding. It's going to be sad to say goodbye to it to a lot of these characters, but at the same time, I'm not saying goodbye to these characters or we as fans are not going to be saying goodbye to all these characters because we've got bloody spin-offs everywhere. So Anyways, it's sad that it's coming to an end. It's the right time, though, that it's coming to an end. But, yeah, just stick that landing, please, guys. Um, so what I've just been saying there about the end of The Walking Dead kind of follows me on very nicely to talk about the brand the, the brand new update that we got about these alleged Rick Grimes films. Now, just for, like I said, people who aren't, aren't fans of Walking Dead or anything like that, Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln's character, left The Walking Dead in 2018. And we, me, and everyone else, patiently, has been waiting to know what is happening. They said that films were going to come out, it would be a trilogy of films, that's exactly what they said, that would be coming out via Universal Studios, this and that. And we've been waiting, and waiting since. It is now 2022. 2018, as I say, is when he left. Nothing has happened, nothing at all. And I was like, they've got to say something about it. They have to, have to let us know what is going on with these films. Turns out, as I say, at Comic-Con San Diego, that, you know, Danny Garay and Andrew Lincoln turned up alongside Scott Gimple, and they're no longer doing the films. They are, in fact, doing a six-part series event to conclude their stories, because Michonne obviously went off in... Um, yeah, a lot, uh, Michonne went off in season 10 looking for Rick Grimes, having found his boots and, and obviously kind of indication that he was, in fact, still alive. So that's exciting. Like, that is the news. I was like, yes finally anything is better than nothing like people are asking constantly what is going on are these films ever going to come out i honestly didn't think we would ever see anything like this i thought it would be like right they're trying to make these films they can't do the films let's just conclude it in the main story and he comes back as you know i mean something is something as really sad as that kind of thing something is quite let down as that but no it is no longer a film it's going to be an event series coming in 2023 they're going to be back at the comic con next year as well i believe to promote it so i would suspect they were probably looking at, at like October 2023 for this to come out, the Rick and Michonne TV show. We also got a really lovely looking poster, which I think was really great. I'm looking forward just to see what has happened since. And I feel that a six part series could work a lot better than what the films will. Um, because the thing is as well is that they don't have to worry about box office figures or anything like that if they put it on TV. And I feel like in a way they've bottled it. Because it took so long, and Scott Gimple is not my favourite guy in the world at all for what he's done with The Walking Dead, and I feel like he has bottled it. But 
I'd rather this than nothing at all. So thank you very much. Finally getting a bit of news there. Looking forward to seeing um, to seeing Rick Grimes back in the Walking Dead universe. Where's he been? Finally, with The Walking Dead, Tales of the Walking Dead is coming out this year as well. I don't have a date down for it, which is the only thing I think I've wrote, not wrote a date down for, which is frustrating, but it's coming out this year at some point. Um, I think it is this year. Anyways, Tales of the Walking Dead is a series that Scott Gimple explained rose out of questions that fans were asking about the show and says they wanted to evolve and invent the mythos. Basically, Tales of the Walking Dead are going to be separate stories around other characters within the Walking Dead universe, and we're going to follow them, like the likes of Terry Crews is in there, uh, Channing Powell, we're also getting Samantha Morton back, who obviously infamously played Alpha, getting to see more details of her as well. Um, they considered making the series a bunch of specials, but said it worked better as an anthology, and Gimple teased that the, is rooted in a larger-than-life stories and characters that people and viewers can latch onto. Again, from the trailer footage that we've seen that have come out like recently for this, I think it looks pretty good. Could be arguably one of the best things The Walking Dead has done in a long time. And I don't say that lightly because there's been a lot of crap. <laughs> like There's been so much crap with The Walking Dead. So this does look quite good. So I'm looking forward to that. It's also something that I think that if you've not watched any of The Walking Dead and you're thinking, I might dabble in this, you could get away with it. You know what I mean? So watch the trailer for that if you've not already because I do think it'll be very, very good. So that concludes the Walking Dead segment of this as well. And now, oh, we've got a lot to go over here, haven't we? We're going to talk about Marvel. I'm going to try and keep this as light as I possibly can. But that being said, who knows where this is going to go? Because they announced a lot, a lot of things. Like, it's just ridiculous what's going to happen with Marvel next. Like, I know that they finally announced, like, you know, the likes of the multiverse saga. This is what we're at now. There's just so much to unpack and there's so much to look forward to. Like, I really cannot wait for a lot of what's been announced. So, I'll quickly go over, when I get the list up, what the uh, the, the early announcements and then the later ones. Here we go. Right. So, starting in spring 2023. Obviously, sorry. Sorry, let's start again, sorry, because there's still a fair bit even before that, obviously. Right. This year, we have Black Panther coming out. I think that's that that is ending phase four i'm really glad about that because i think that phase four has been crap <laughs> like to put it frank i think it's been the worst phase of marvel the only good film i need to get the full list up but off the top of my head the only good film in phase four was spider-man no way home and you all know why that was but i think overall phase four has been really really poor um thor was just the straw that brought the camels back for me i think that it's been absolutely terrible but looking at black panther wakanda forever when that trailer came out i said i watched it and i've i got goosebumps if you've not watched it just go watch the trailer it looks just everything about it was stunning you know what i mean like obviously with everything that's happened with chabit boseman and everything and how they're gonna bring that into this film in some way and, and explain obviously his absence and what's happened um, it's going to be incredibly moving, incredibly emotional as well. But there was so much in this trailer that I just I loved so much. The cinematography looked perfect. Performances in a trailer. It's a two minute eleven trailer, but I was already like sucked into so many performances within this trailer that I, I'm just so excited for it. Like I really can't wait to see this film. I think Ryan Coogler looks like he's done yet again an amazing, amazing job. We're also going to be getting the uh, the Atlant Atlanteans in this as well, I believe. King of the Atlantis is the, going to be the villain. Uh, and the first mutant coming into the MCU, I believe, is what they're going for. I think it's Namor, it's pronounced. Um, the supposedly new villain. It just looks excellent. I, I Honestly, the, even, even the song uh, No Woman, No Cry, which 
obviously I, th- I believe it's an, a, a new version for it. It just worked and went hand in hand with everything. It looks like as well that Shuri is going to be getting the Black Panther outfit, and I think that would be the best outcome. I think it just there's one shot obviously of like the bottom half of the new Black Panther. Um, but I, I honestly, incredibly powerful trailer. Goosebumps everywhere. I think everyone's, from what I've seen and heard and spoke to people about, you know, have said the same thing. You know, it looks, it just gave them goosebumps and it looks really, really spectacular. So I'm I'm really happy that that is finishing Phase 4 because, as I say, I've just not been enjoying Phase 4 at all. It's been the, it's been the phase that's really just not made me bothered about Marvel too much. But then when they've got these other films that have been announced and other TV shows, I am looking forward to those other things that are coming out, which I'm going to come to right now but just to touch and say to finally touch on black panther just one last note is yeah very very excited for it that for me could it, every film with mcu at the moment that's been released it's like dr strange came out or like eternals came out and i was like yeah well i've got dr strange to look forward to that came out and i was like mm, that wasn't as good as what i wanted it to be but thor's coming out i look forward to that thor came out and i was like jesus christ put that in the trash put that in the bin whatever just remove it from existence We've got Black Panther coming up, but after Thor, I was like, I think I'm done. But then this trailer's really brought me back in again because I think Black Panther, yeah, Wakanda Forever looks remarkable to say the least. So after that, that's when we get some really exciting stuff coming our way in 2023 because uh, spring 2023, we're going to get the Secret Invasion series from Marvel. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming into cinemas May the 5th, 2023. James Gunn and co. obviously came to the, uh, obviously we're at San Diego Comic Con as well. And uh, they were talking about, obviously, that this will be the last uh, Guardians of the Galaxy film for his trilogy. Obviously, this will be the last one. I think they'll continue it with a different Guardians uh, Guardians team. But for this team, this is it. We also got confirmation that High Evolutionary is going to be the main villain of the piece. And the actor turned up in full costume. Um, I forgot the actor's name. Terribly, terribly well prepped for this as you can see um and then speaking of people turning up in full costume uh, i forgot to mention as well that dwayne johnson did that for black adam which i thought was really excellent there's footage of that online as well um but yeah we're going to be getting adam warlock as well in guardians of the galaxy so there's a lot that's going to be going off so i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to that as you can imagine uh, the Guardians films have always been a good, fun, entertaining ride. Uh, following that, we're going to get Echo. Uh, that's in summer 2023, another series. Loki season two, which you've seen probably still images and filming this, that, of, of them filming the season uh, as we speak. So again, I'm looking forward to that because I really did enjoy what they did with season one. Then comes what is probably one of my most anticipated Marvel films. I can't wait to see what they do with this, but Blade is coming out in November the 3rd, 2023. Really can't wait for it. Since announcing that, I've just been waiting. So we've got the first like kind of mention, or at least hearing Blade's voice at the end of Eternals, probably the only good thing that happened in Eternals, but still really can't wait for Blade. Cannot wait for that. Ironheart comes in at fall 2023. We even got a nod, or at least a kind of our first look at Ironheart in the Black Panther trailer, um, which again, really can't wait to see what's going to happen with that. Obviously, the the successor of Tony Hark, uh, Tony Hark, Tony Stark, <laughs> uh, the successor of Tony Stark, obviously in the MCU. Looking forward to seeing what what comes with that. Then after that is Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Uh, leave it, you know, give or take. I don't know. I'll watch it, but just a spin off of something that I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I'm sure that that'll it'll be fine. But winter 2023, so you're probably looking at like yeah Halloween time that I'll end up releasing. Then there is What If Season 2. We still need to finish What If Season 1. Then there's the big one, which is X-Men 97, an original series streaming fall 2023 on Disney+. Plus. That is going to be great. I think we got kind of the first looks of the X-Men 97 uh, 
obviously new new animated series at the Comic Con just gone. Uh, they were showing like obviously all, all the characters that you would expect, but there's also some new characters that are popping up in there as well that I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. My main thing is is that please, for the love of God, keep the original X Men animated theme tune because it is just so good. Then after that, we've got Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is coming out 2024. Again, they did definitely release some details about that, and loads of people were like, this was supposed to be like canon to Homecoming, or at least, yeah, the Homecoming trilogy, this, that, and the other. Um, and it just it, it can't possibly be, because Norman Osborn is going to be the mentor for Peter Parker in this, I believe. Um, there's also loads of characters and villains, like Doc Ock and such, like the original-looking Doc Ock, not the one that we got in No Way Home. There's going to be one of the villains in there as to his Scorpion, so it's like, where's this fitting? But at the same time... I don't care. It's going to be great. It's another animated series to enjoy and definitely one that I will be watching out for and keeping up, uh, keeping on the lookout for updates for because, yeah, Spider-Man, why not? Uh, then moving into, obviously, the... I believe this is touching on this phase... Phase 6? Is this now we're touching on? Anyways, Phase 6 kicks off with Fantastic Four. So, yeah, the, these last few here are all in Phase 5. Again, apologies for this. <laughs> Definitely planned it all. I've got notes, don't worry. So after that, then, we've got Daredevil, which is back. A brand new series with Charlie Cox. Oh, Charlie Cox is also going to be involved in Spider-Man Freshman Year and the She-Hulk TV series, which is due out very soon, in fact. I think that's August, isn't it? The She-Hulk one. We've got a trailer for that as well. Looks looks okay. Looks like it'll be good. Again, I, I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. I think it, So we've got the original Daredevil suit in there as well. Or alternative Daredevil suit, I should say. But yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be all right. It, it, obviously, it was a bit iffy with the CGI at first, but Marvel and CGI at the moment are not are not great. So let's just take that with a pinch of salt. But Daredevil is back with Born Again. Daredevil Born Again coming out in spring 2024. Really can't wait for that because Vincent D'Onofrio as well is back in that role as well as Kingpin. Great to have those in the MCU finally. Um, the only thing I don't like about this is the um, is that the, the logo for Daredevil in this. I thought it was much better for the Netflix series. I thought the Daredevil logo looked great. Again, I'm very nitpicky, but it just looks so boring. Daredevil born again in just your bang average font. Didn't jump out to me as, as what I wanted it to. Following this, we're going to get Captain America, New World Order, cinemas May the 3rd, 2024. Again, after the Falcon and Winter Soldier, I can't wait for this film. I really can't. Like, I think it's going to be amazing. Anthony Mackie as, as Captain America, it just, he it, 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 it looks awesome. You know what I mean? Like, the suit is 10 out of 10. I've loved this journey. You know what I mean? I thought Falcon and Winter Soldier, don't get me wrong, wasn't, it, it was it was decent enough, but it wasn't brilliant. It was it was, it was was enjoyable. I, I definitely not the worst of the TV series that I've watched. Definitely not the worst thing in the MCU by far. You only have to look at the latest Thor film for that, but still, it just I can't wait to see what happens with that. So yeah, May third, twenty twenty four. Looking forward to that. The Thunderbolts film as well follows that on July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. Which again they've been building and building to that. Obviously with like the likes of Falcon and Winter Soldier, with the Black Widow film and everything like that. So I'm looking forward to it, obviously, and and how that's going to progress. Then comes another one that I'm very much excited for, probably more excited than anything else, is the Fantastic Four are going to be finally in the cinemas in the MCU, November the 8th, 2024, I think. Is that kicking off Phase 6? Either way, it's going to be building up to obviously the likes of the Secret Wars and the Kang Dynasty, which is coming after that, but I really can't wait to see what they do with Fantastic Four, because love them or hate them, the original Fantastic Four films, obviously, aside from that garbage that came out that was unwatchable um, in the more recent years, Fan Four Stick, or whatever it was called, um, I don't mind, you know, the original run, the the two films we got. Rise of Silver Surfer was was all right, but I did not hate the first film. You know what I mean? It was just a bit of fun, like whatever. You know what I mean? So, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to to the Fantastic Four film. See what happens. I don't think Krasinski will be Reed Richards or anything like that, but I do think that we will get a very good, you know, main cast. 
Then we get two Avengers films following this, May the 2nd and November the 7th, 2025, starting with the Kang Dynasty. Have I mentioned Ant-Man? Has Ant-Man been mentioned in this? Have I, like, missed Ant-Man off? My God. We'll come back to that in a second, because Quantumania is the first film, which I should have spoke about before, but... Basically, well, before we get to that then, Quantumania comes out February the 17th, 2023 in Phase 5, before the Secret Invasion TV series. I'm really looking forward to Ant-Man 3. I think because obviously we know that Kang's coming into it and from the details and descriptions that we got of the um, of the trailer, the footage that got released or whatever, where you've got Ant-Man saying, I'm an Avenger, and then Kang just saying, I'm a Conqueror. I was like, oh, yes. Yes, indeed, because I really like what they're doing with Kang. Obviously, he was a variant of Kang in the Loki TV series, and I just feel that it's it's going to be great. I think that he's going to be absolutely amazing, uh, this this new big bad. Portrayed by Jonathan Majors, I thought he did an absolute fantastic job in Loki, so I think that the energy that he will bring to being this big bad, the new big bad, I should say, I, it has me really excited for what's going to happen with Kang in the overarching phases of like phase five and six kind of thing, whether he's going to be just kind of lurking in the background. Obviously, we're going to get to see a lot of him in the Ant-Man Quantumania film, but I really, really am looking forward to seeing him um, in that role again and just looking to see, looking forward to seeing Paul Rudd, if I'm being honest, because he's just a great Ant-Man. So, yeah, then we get the Kang Dynasty, obviously, in May 20... I can't believe I missed Ant-Man off out of everything. I was like, look at this list. I was like, there's one missing, I swear. Um, but, yeah, so, I, obviously, we get the Avengers film, the Kang Dynasty, in May 2nd, 2025. Then the Secret Wars, obviously, which if you know the comics of the Secret Wars, you know that we're probably going to be in for a real treat with that. Not only is it, like a battle of, of with all the superheroes but we also it's like the first time that the black symbiote suit comes into effect for spider-man and that really should um that'll be great if that is where it first comes into it in in the mcu on this battle world of superheroes and supervillains that would be awesome i would love to see that so again secret wars very exciting go read up obviously um about the secret wars as well because it will be a very very good very good um avengers film and I think that is it for me on this episode. As I say, in terms of Comic-Con reaction, apologies about the uh, kind of bumpiness towards the end there. I was like, I'm missing stuff out left, right and centre, but let's just wing it and go with it anyways. Um, I just really can't wait to see what happens next, uh, say in the MCU in particular. But obviously, as I spoke a little bit there about The Walking Dead as well, look forward to that. But there's a ton of other stuff that I won't have spoke about on this, but they're the ones that kind of jumped out to me, the ones I really want to kind of talk about on this podcast, obviously in the lights of the MCU um dc and outside of both of those worlds so again really really excellent weekend just really nice as i say refreshing my phone having all these updates and trailers i was like ah oh, just just wonderful isn't it but thank you as always for listening to this episode about comic con 2022 what are you looking forward to out of everything that was announced get in touch and let me know jump onto facebook and search joe blogs about films for the facebook page also give us a like and a follow on um Apple, Spotify, whatever it is, hit notification button as well, sorry, so that you can uh, be notified when new episodes are on uh, are online. And again, just as always, appreciate your support. Thank you, as always. Until the next episode, though, take care.